Welcome back. My name is Chris. I'm Eddie. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things Binge and Nerd. Yeah, that's the tagline. <laughs> yeah. We haven't read the subtitle very much or ever, maybe, but you've probably read it when you're downloading it. So I wanted to say it out loud. Uh, what we do on the show is uh, we binge and nerd things. Uh, that didn't work as a verb per se. Uh, we watch a lot of television and film, and we like to talk about it here on the show, which is a novel idea in the world of podcasting, I feel like. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I'm not many pretty, people do that. pretty unique. Pretty yeah. unique. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure by soon people are going to catch on. They're going to be everywhere. There's going to be a bunch of TV and film podcasts. But for now, you're going to have to go to a streaming things, binge and nerd for all of your TV and film pleasures. Uh, we are famous, though, for our balls deep coverage uh, and our, you know, just avid fandom. Not the fandom of us, but our fandom. Our, our fandom <laughs> is we lots love of things. things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, our other tagline is, we live to create in the hopes that we will one day create for a living. So we're all amateur filmmakers and writers and uh, just nobody gives a fuck what we create. But we do it anyway. We're pretty good at talking about <laughs> other people's stuff. Uh, we still make it and then we cry <laughs> when no one watches it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are uh, making headway into our Black Mirror season four coverage. And we thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you can pause this at this very moment and take a moment to rate and review our podcast on iTunes. And that would help us a great deal. Mm -hmm. uh, also subscribe, but you're probably already subscribed because why wouldn't you? You're not a terrible person. No, you're a good person. Yeah. But I can't talk. Yeah. You the sheer idea of someone not subscribing <laughs> just appalls me. Befuddled, Stephen. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's start it off. What we typically do, we talk about things we've been streaming. Uh, then we move on into our feature presentation and then talk about our top moments and such. So here we go. Things we've been streaming. Steve, what are some things you've been streaming? Oh, my gosh. Well, my wife. Oh, my gosh. You've been <laughs> streaming your wife. Yeah, I Where have. can I it's, find that? <laughs> well, you go to Chatterbait. Uh, <laughs> Chatterbait. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> uh, no, she, she's been trying for a while to get me to watch The Crown with her. Okay. And so I recently started watching because she's she's watched all of them. But uh, she recently restarted the from all the way to season one. And uh, I've been watching that with her. And that's really, really good. I wasn't thinking I would get into it because she's one of those people that's like, oh, my God, what's the royal family doing? Right. How many children have Kate had? Oh, my goodness. Is that her name, Kate? I don't know. Yeah. Kate. OK. Uh, yeah. She's one of those people who gets like really into the, the royal family. And I'm just over there like I'm playing video games. Leave me alone. Uh, so I didn't think I would get into it, is but crown, I, I like it a lot. It's like Elizabethan royal family, though, right? Or is it no, current? It's, it's like the current, current queen. Oh, it really? It's how, like, it starts off right before she becomes queen, and it, like, her, her I father... I said that, like, it increased my interest. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, really? When actually, the current queen? <laughs> if, anything, if anything, it probably lessened my interest. <laughs> I think you would actually really like it, because I don't know, I, I keep forgetting to look it up when the credits flash, but whoever the DP is on that show is a star because that show just looks beautiful every frame is a painting literally applies to that show okay and uh matt smith is a gem he plays a uh, doctor he was the 11th doctor he plays prince philip and he is just amazing in that role and i can't remember the actress's name who plays uh, uh the queen but she's 
phenomenal as well. Yeah, it's so, been getting a lot of critical praise. I just haven't gotten around to it. So John Lithgow, at least in the first season, John Lithgow plays Winston Churchill. And nice. So that's and it's just him just Weird. being a gassy old man, which is uh, <laughs> pretty awesome. That's so that's not a stretch at this point. <laughs> is it one of those shows though where it like you said gassy old man? Is it like you know t- knock them off their pedestal kind of thing? Like he's literally like farting and stuff. Uh, well, it's not like super juvenile, like I make it sound, but they do make a point like, oh my god, Winston Churchill is so old can we get someone who is like not 90 years old to run the country because uh, he, he kind of putters about it oh, the prince wants to fly a plane oh, this is a natural this is a disaster <laughs> that type of thing and it's really good I, I highly recommend it okay, I didn't awesome. think I would like it but I'm enjoying the rabbit hole all right awesome. uh, anything else you've been streaming Steven? oh I'll save it for another episode oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> just, that's pretty good just one, one per yep <laughs> Andy, what about you? Uh, I've been streaming uh, Planet Earth 2. Have you guys watched any of that yet? Yeah, I have. It's it phenomenal. is one of the most beautiful things ever. Um, but you have the ability to watch it in 4K. I do have the ability to watch it in 4K. Now, nice. from what I've heard, uh, watching streaming stuff 4K is not really like watching 4K. I don't have any physical 4K means of watching stuff. Uh, so the only 4K stuff I have right now is what is on Netflix. And you lose a little bit in the stream, as it were. Yeah, and, and it takes probably like a solid three How many minutes. Ks do you think fall off in the stream? Uh, probably like half the Ks. Yeah. Half the 3.5 K streaming. So uh, he's not getting all the Ks. No. <laughs> not a full K, 4K. He's getting at least three Ks. It takes like probably a solid three minutes for the stream to get there, but once it gets to whatever the max resolution, so you're is, sitting in your chair like, come on, come on here, come get ah, there, it is. <laughs> I drop my pen and I, I, I'm handcuffed by my headphones. I, I got can't you, pick buddy. It up. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but there's some shots that are so cool. There's like this uh, time lapse shot of uh, lava spreading across this. Um, Lava place. <laughs> You're learning and, a lot from the show. <laughs> There's a lava place? But it's like it's like this time lapse over the course of, I imagine, like at least seven or eight hours. And it has to be shot at like 120, 240 frames per second. Super sped up. And it looks incredible. It, it's like I watched it and I was like, there's no way that's not CG. Like it looks so good. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have been pointing to different shots of and things in planet earth two and saying, this has to be CG. That's too amazing. But supposedly it's all real. And like there's badass stuff where like they hook up like the ultra GoPro national geographic version of a GoPro to a Hawk and the Hawks flying around. And like, <laughs> it, that just it, sounds it, like, get the Hawk cam. <laughs> the Hawk cam. <laughs> Uh, it, it's just brilliant, um, and I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't been paying a whole lot of attention to David Attenborough as he's uh, narrating the thing. Um, I'm sort of just cleaning and stuff, and then periodically looking back and being like, "Whoa!" So that's why you called it a lava place. A yeah. lava place. <laughs> I have outed myself on that, um, but it is uh, a fantastic, like, just visual showcase and worth watching just for that even if you don't learn a damn thing like me yeah it's a wonderful show it's a wonderful show and life is just better if richard attenborough is uh narrating it for you i believe it's david attenborough or david ba- uh, richard attenborough is uh david richardson <laughs> is, uh, the guy from jurassic park yeah. <laughs> way different that's his cousin chris what have you been streaming uh have you ever seen real quick uh the snoop dogg narration of planet earth 2 i have not <laughs> no. on youtube is it is uh wonderful outdoes david attenborough so i highly recommend that um it's just a few minute clip. It's the part that's really like, famous. 
with the lizards running from the snakes. He's doing some shit, man. <laughs> no, it's, it's very animated, actually. He's like, oh, shit. Snakes are straight assholes. You could tell the way they look at it. The lizard don't even see what's happening. But Oh, get out of there, man. Go. Did you see the feet on him? This motherfucker trying to get you. Go. You know what I mean? Like, it's super funny. It reminds me of, I think it's a Family Guy episode where it's like, damn, nature, you scary. Um, which also is quite a hoot. No, uh, I've been streaming quite a lot of things, but I never got to talk about um, a few shows on Netflix that had dropped uh, to critical acclaim, but very little fanfare. I felt like um, Alias Grace is one of them. Um, it's another mm. um, uh, Atwood, Margaret Atwood adaptation mm-hmm. uh, much like the handmaid's tale uh, andy and i watched like part of the pilot together and he got bored and left at some point uh but i definitely demand that you give it another try it yeah. was very good towards be- the end get better much better uh i just i just again this, it wasn't bad we i don't remember what happened it, but we, we, we were we, in a mood we were yeah. in a mood it, <laughs> it took us a long time to decide what to watch and then i picked that and i could just feel him being like Really, you know, <laughs> you know we, like, we literally watch. What's anything. the premise of that? I don't think I've heard of that. Um, it's an Irish immigrant who it's kind of like a coming of age story, but it's told from I don't know, coming of age. This really horrible description. So it's, it's like a murder mystery ish thing. I've changed completely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fucking watch it. <laughs> no, she's like in prison telling this. Um, psychologist what happened throughout her life so there is a bit of a a, a bio biopic element to it okay um from his point of view so he's interviewing her because she has some support from a community of people that want to get her freed from prison mm-hmm. and so it's kind of a mystery in the sense that you don't know like is she a terrible murderess as everyone claims and as she herself claims or like did this go down in such a way where she's kind of innocent uh, and then the psychiatrist is like falling in love with her throughout the interview. And uh, it's, it's just a wonderful show. It's, it's cinematographically, uh, cinematographically. <laughs> it fucking <laughs> looks great. <laughs> uh, and then I also watched Godless, Sweet. Uh, oh, which is watch the so Western bad. on Netflix. Dude, <laughs> Godless was fucking phenomenal. I'm gonna, I need to watch that. Blew my mind. Uh, Jeff Daniels is so far and away uh, a much more powerful actor than anyone has ever given him credit for I believe oh yeah for sure I saw him in a, a play on Broadway um, Blackbird with Michelle Williams once and I, I saw a little bit of what he can do there but it's just so different than any way I've ever seen him um, really phenomenal show if you're a fan of westerns at all but even if you're not um, it's very much reinvigorated um, Netflix did a lot of good things there so I had a good time doing that and I also have been rewatching Rick and Morty again oh, yeah. so <laughs> if we get enough Hell listeners yeah. that demand that we discuss uh, you know Rick and Morty that would be great because I would like to do that if anybody's down to listen we could do top three Rick and Morty episodes oh that would be good for like a future episode it has no real time sensitivity there as well so that's cool well those are the things that we've been streaming um, feel free to write into streamingthingspod at gmail.com at any time to tell us how you're feeling about these Black Mirror episodes things that you've been streaming that you want to talk about things that you like about us like you know the cadence of Christopher's voice and you can call me Christopher you know make it more intimate mind. in the email format that's fine you know, <laughs> funny story, quick sidebar. My son's middle name is Christopher, which is my first name. 
Um, that was an accident. <laughs> Completely on purpose. Um, what a coincidence. <laughs> Who named him? <laughs> Some guy. So obviously, as any mother would, when he is in trouble, his mother yells, Mason Christopher. Oh, you know, yeah. Typical mom move. Mm. Mason doesn't understand middle names yet. I don't know if he's a little slow. I'm not sure. I love him to death. And he's four. <laughs> so he thinks whenever anyone's in trouble, that's what you do. You say so, Christopher. So now when he gets angry, he goes, Mommy Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> Which is adorable. Cute. And I haven't explained it to him yet because it's too cute. Anywho, that was a tangent. Uh, yeah, that's all the things we've been streaming. Quiet on set. This podcast has been formatted to fit your ear holes. This episode is Black Mirror Season 4, Episode 2, Archangel, directed by Jodie Foster and oh. written by Charlie Brooker. Can we get a little hell yeah for Jodie Foster? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Are you guys big Jodie Foster fans? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> but we all like Silence of the Lambs in contact, right? Sure. Yeah, I like Jodie Foster a lot. I, I, has she directed before? I believe so. Yes. Okay. Let's yes, Google yes. Uh, exactly what it is. Hath she done? That's improper old English. Do you remember the movie? movie uh, I mean? Do you remember the movie Flight? Yes. Whenever um, anyone Denzel? says anything, uh, I think it's called Flight. It's with Jodie Foster. Froster? Is that Froster, her? Froster, <laughs> yeah. You know, Jodie Foster. Is it Red Eye? What no, Red Eye's with Killian Murphy and uh, Jodie Foster. No, no it's, it's, it's a Rachel McAdams. Oh, yeah. But no, I think it's called Flight. It might not be called Flight, but it's the movie where she's on an airplane and Sean Bean's the captain and she's like, where's my daughter? And she just yells that like a thousand times. Oh, OK. Here we oh, go. Yeah. I just whenever anyone says Jodie Foster, I just imagined her. And it, I don't know why I always daughter? immediately think of her going, where's my daughter? I just remembered. <laughs> She directed Money Monster from 2016. Oh, yeah. That wasn't half bad. She's also apparently directed multiple episodes of Orange is the New Black um, and Mm. one episode of House of Cards. A 2011 film called The Beaver. We can all all know what that's about, right? (laughs) Am I right, boys? Uh, 1995 Home for the Holidays. A film called Little Man Tate. Uh, So basically nothing. Uh, (laughs) Just a few of these and Money Monster. So, yeah, Jodie Foster directed it. The Netflix peoples, whoever that may be, describes this episode thusly. Worried about her daughter's safety, single mom Mary signs up for a cutting-edge device that monitors the girl's whereabouts and much more. Which, pretty good description. That is pretty much what that's about. It's a solid synopsis. Far less nebulous than last week's. Dude stepping up his game. (laughs) So what we do here, you know, pretty common. We give our spoiler-free overall thoughts, uh, which about a single episode of a television show like this is fairly quick. And then we move on into our balls-deep coverage and just spoil all over the place. Uh, Andy, what were your overall thoughts about Archangel? Well, so Black Mirror episodes often deal with, like, the human consequences that technology have has um our grammar is so fucking bad this time (laughs) but so um some some episodes lean a little heavier on the technology um other episodes skew more towards like character studies you know and i think that this is probably the farthest that direction that i've seen a black mirror episode go where towards character study yeah where the um the technology that's being showcased in this is honestly something we've kind of seen before in Black Mirror and Charlie Brooker kind of recycles his um, dystopian technology mm-hmm. nightmares pretty frequently. 
Um, and so this one's like, oh, yep, nope. White Christmas was pretty much it on that, as was the one where, like, the dude wears the contacts that can rewind and stuff. Mm. Like, I've seen this before. Was and it, like, so, uh, every every inch of you or something like that? Yeah, something like we that. We also, by the way, butchered, uh, I called it 10 million merits, like, three times last episode. Isn't that what it's No one corrected me. It's 15 million merits, oh. I believe. I was yeah, listening to our episode like, oh my that's God, it's like embarrassing. million off. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> wow, so many more merits. Anywho, go on. Um, but so this, um, I, by virtue of being more of a character study, I think was a little slow. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of was, because it was uh, technology that I've seen them use before in the show. Um, I, You know, there wasn't like that, ooh, that's different. It was like, a, okay. And so here's the characters. And I, I really liked the kind of obsessive uh, theme that this movie deals with and the uh, consequences that like a, a child in uh, a, a world like this might experience. Um, it didn't go where I thought it was going to go. Uh, it kind of suffered, I think, from the same kind of uh, that's not what I thought I was watching ending that the first episode had. Um but overall, I liked it better than the first episode. I thought it was uh, really? pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Steve? Uh, I'm kind of in the opposite boat as Andy. Um, I, 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 too, felt it was like very, it was kind of slow. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think if we weren't watching this for the podcast, I probably would have turned this off halfway through. I mm. thought that, too. Just because I, I honestly, like, I feel bad saying this, but honestly, there's a part in the middle where I'm like, I'm kind of bored by this. <laughs> and I honestly, as soon as she, like, towards the middle where there's that, you know, escalation in time. Mm-hmm. As soon as that happened, I was like, I think I'm I'm 100% sure I know where this is going. And it pretty much went there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't really surprise me at all. Uh, and it was a lot of recycled tropes. And it was just kind of like, eh, I mean, it's not terrible, but it's a mm-hmm. lot. Of, it didn't it didn't capture my imagination by any stretch of the, of the, of the means. So. OK, what about you, Chris? Well, for me, I, I agree with both of you somehow. Uh, but I'm, in my, I'm in my third. Did we do it? I'm in my third little. We boat. did it. Hit the button. <laughs> we agree. <laughs> I was, does that mean we're done? <laughs> Just 40 minutes of radio silence after this. I I actually really enjoyed the episode for the most part. I feel like where it worked, it worked profoundly well. And then again, for a lot of it as well, I was also objectively bored for sure. I told you I had a cup of coffee prior to the episode and I was complaining about the, you know, the efficacy of the coffee, but I really feel like it just wasn't enough (laughs) for that episode. But I think, um, not to sound like a douchebag, but I think I have a child. So that makes it a little more relevant to me as far as how hard it hit me in certain parts. Mm -hmm. And also I think it would hit me even harder if I were a mother. You know, you know, which is great that it was directed by Jodie Foster. And there's a definite perspective there that I think that none of us share by virtue of our dicks. Mm. Um, (laughs) That's true. Because I think biologically being a father is just magnet, you know, orders of magnitude different than being a mother. But I don't know for sure because I'm not a woman. Um, But and we can just start diving into the episode. You are entering spoiler territory. You're bullshit. The parts where. she is wondering whether or not the baby's going to breathe. So it opens up with the C-section opens up. The show <laughs> opens up like her uterus with the C-section. Like her uterus doesn't. <laughs> Damn. Hey. <laughs> um, and I was immediately struck by the, I don't know. It was like a method because you saw it was a very effective way of showing 
her paranoia and mm-hmm. care for her child because it almost didn't survive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she was so relieved when the baby started crying. And I felt that. And that's the kind of thing that Black Mirror does so well is it just pulls you in. Uh, the score is always phenomenal. And so I was like tear stricken from the start of the episode. Like, oh, my God, it'd be so awful because I've held my baby. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And been terrified. And then Mason was in the NICU for five weeks, you know, so I felt that and that was great. But then later when she thinks she's lost for a second, um, she's chasing around the park. Like I have been there when Mason's fucking with me and he's like hiding from me at the park, like screaming his name, like, oh, my God. And then I just started full on crying, you know what I mean? Against my own will, because I'm also like, I don't really like where this is going. (laughs) But as a parent, you know what I mean? Like, oh, shit, you know? And I thought she was going to be lost. And that's where I realized what a device the opening uh, C-section sequence was. So, you know, things like that, I just think it did really well. And I think for a Black Mirror episode, the symbolism in this episode is very overt, which I Mm -hmm. think is what you guys are kind of sad about in, in some ways. But it's also so right and so necessary that I can't help but like this episode on a cerebral level because it's obviously about overprotective parenting and how mm-hmm. we can't shield our future children from all the things that we would like to shield them from. In fact, those horrible things that we have to let them live through are what help them grow and, and define who they are. And you're going to end up warping them even more by being like creepy, creepy and overbearing and. Um, at least that's what I took out of it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where I wanted it to go was mm-hmm. I wanted it to, she doesn't turn it off and the kid gets fucked up because of how the weird, um, you thought she was going to be having. like a serial killer from yeah, it. Yeah. Because like when the, their kids are calling her like chip head and yeah. stuff and like she, the walking kids, narc, when people start saying weird things to her, like they start getting bleeped out. I'm like, Oh man, this is going to be really weird. Like mm-hmm. seeing like what happens with the kid that grows up. I thought that like, she's going to like turn inward so much that suddenly like everything's being blurred out. You know what I mean? Cause um, we have mentioned that yet. She has kind of a filter with this, uh, brain chip that goes into Mm -hmm. her head so whenever something raises uh her stress level she it filters that out and so i thought that like she was going to start to like block out mundane things because like she's being fucked up in the head i thought it was going to be more of like a psychological study of what this technology could do to a kid instead it turned into kind of like a more about like the obsessiveness of her parents and she turns out fine and I didn't eh, think I mean, that, that she, was going to go that way. Okay, so we're in full spoiler territory. So like Andy elucidated, after Sarah is the child's name, gets lost, the mother freaks out who's a single parent and puts a brain implant, which is some experimental technology called Archangel that mm-hmm. isn't even on the market yet, which is a really dangerous thing for a overprotective quote-unquote mother to do mm-hmm. is put an experimental chip in her child's brain. <laughs> and we'll just say that. Um and this Which, chip allows way, her that, to see her location, see through her eyeballs, uh, call the police at any given time and send it to that location and also updates. filter what anything that raises cortisol levels, which, by the way, is anything good or bad in life. But anyway, go on, Steve. Uh, can we talk about like <laughs> how they administer the chip? Yeah, where it was they, like, awful. Take this three inch needle, three inch needle and just nonchalantly like pluck it into the side of her head. And the yeah. little girl's like, I don't give a shit. I'm watching Teletubbies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she took it like a champ. It's like Shimmer and Shine, I believe, was the fake show's name. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, as soon as she pulled out that needle, I'm like, oh, this I is going to be awful. Like and a, then it was just so like, bloop, bloop. oh, that's it. I, I thought it was a vaccine. <laughs> and then she shoves it in her temple. And I'm like, no. Oh. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, there was a lot of tiny things that were just way off about this episode. First of all, that kid was way too fucking big for that stroller in the beginning. And that was freaking me out. <laughs> he gets to the park, which, by the way, is like a half a block down the street. And you could visibly see their house. Yeah. From the and park. then the kid hops out of it like, all right, mom, I don't know if I had enough coffee for this, but uh, I'm going to go get some cigarettes later. Thanks for the stroll. But then the the child actress that comes later, uh, the, eventually when she starts speaking, I think was very very young looking. Um, oh, she was believably three year old for sure. Yeah. But the, when she first hopped out, it just as a parent, I was like, ah, it's time stroller time's over. <laughs> if we're talking about actor ages, I was uh, really thrown off by when the mother confronts her boyfriend and says she's 15 speaking yeah, to like, the, the, the oldest actress I'm like that actress is 30 yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's got crow's feet mom I can buy that she's maybe maybe 20 but she is not 15 <laughs> but I, I know a lot of you know once you're a parent you start kind of hanging out with other parents a lot and I know a lot of like creepy parents like this and I knew a lot as a kid who friends who had parents like this mm -hmm. um, and I always felt like you're fucking my friend up. You know what I mean? Like you are, you're not supposed to know every aspect of his life like this. Like, yeah, he's out doing shit. He shouldn't be doing. And he kind of needs to do that in order to grow as a person. But it is very hard too, because you have to watch your child experience necessary pain. Mm -hmm. And I understand the impulse to take that away, but then you just can't do that. And they're not going to learn. Like when my son's climbing on something and like, you know, he's going to fall, mm. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> He's going to fucking fall. He's got like weak ass little four year old legs. Mm -hmm. He's not that coordinated. Even if he's got my genetics and he's four. So he's not coordinated at so all. So he's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much crippled from the get go. And it's like you have to like I want to run over there and hold his back while he climbs. But it's like it's four feet. He's going to get hurt, but he's not going to die, you know. Mm -hmm. And he needs that or he's not going to learn how to climb better. It's going to be kind of funny. Right. <laughs> and one thing that I thought was very well done is that she's a single parent. I guess they did that to heighten her overprotectiveness because like, this is all I have is Sarah. Mm -hmm. um, but she, they let her father be in most of the episode in the beginning years. Mm -hmm. So she has the grandpa. So you have this generational gap as like a foil. The healthier Steve Bannon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 it was healthy Steve Bannon. Um Healthier. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, you know, doesn't agree with the chip at all. He's like, my day, we fucking let kids run outside and live their damn life. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, well, I broke my arm. He's like, oh, your arm's okay, isn't it? You know, and he's like, fair point. I did like that because she holds up her arm and but she's flipping him off like, yeah, it looks great. Yeah, like, I like that. Yeah, it was a good little interaction. But I liked, you know, his way that was it that served as a good foil device. Um I don't know. For the first half of the episode, I was like furious at what the mother was doing to this child, which mm. to me means that it was effective to me. Uh, whenever I saw the blurred out dog or uh, when the grandpa had like the heart attack and he yeah. was blurred out and she couldn't hear him calling for help. It, a little too obvious what they're trying to say, like, mm -hmm. you know, but at the same time, very effective to me. And you, you pointed out something while we were watching it when uh, she applied the filter as they were walking past the dog in the beginning. And so you just see this blurred, muted thing. Uh, 
doing like doing something at her you you mentioned like wow that's way creepier than the actual dog barking and yeah. it is yeah like is. if i was a kid and that happened i'm like there's ghosts haunting me <laughs> yeah like how would that actually shield a child just to have like blurry minecraft blocks going bop 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 when you walk into school like yeah uh, <laughs> okay fucked up and i wondered too like uh, eventually they addressed that like the other kids call her Chiphead, which i thought was a really lame attempt to like make this established in this society mm-hmm. but so they all know and she clearly knows i was wondering that for the longest time like is she ever gonna ask what the blippy blops in the <laughs> third neighbor's yard is or um anyway i thought there was some cool devices as there always are in black mirror episodes probably less than normal but i actually liked the time jumps a lot i thought it was very well done like with her uh, yeah, on the I swing liked, set yeah the transitions between the time yeah. jumps were really well handled like the the swing set and, and then, then the her dog. passing the dog and over All time becoming clothes. more comfortable with him and even feeding the dog yeah i thought the dog one was kind of clunky because it, like it? it was like pretty clearly like a green screen thing and the dog's like barking at the dude off camera that's like, come on, boy, bark, bark. Like, <laughs> he's not barking at the girl as she's walking past. He's just barking up into the air. He's just you know barking I mean? into the infinite <laughs> abyss in front of him. Well, I think your, your focal point was supposed to be on the changing girl. Right. And mine, yeah. mine was, but Andy's always going to be the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but I did think to myself, the dog is not aging, even though eventually it was dead or and the, the house was for sale. The mom yeah, she did a couple different too. hairdos, but like, yeah. This is Oh, did the dog years. die? I think the for sale house yeah, was... At one point, you walk past, she walks past it, and it's for sale. Oh, and the gate's I totally open. missed that. Oh, wow. Now I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this episode. Poor little I mean, fella. it died of old age, Steve. I don't know what you want. Like that's, I want him to live forever. <laughs> I fight mortality when it comes to canines. He looks so good for his age. <laughs> um... So Sarah begins to crave experience. Um, She meets, I think it's Trick Mm -hmm. at school as a boy. Teaches her about blood and all kinds of other things. If I ever have a kid and they're like, my, I'm going to go hang out with my friend Trick, I would say, no, you're not. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't know anything about this kid. You ain't hanging out even, with him. I don't even want to meet him. Just, that's a definite no. That's his Christian name. Okay, that's even worse. Don't talk to his parents either. Well, I need to complain to the PTA about his parents. <laughs> it was pretty sick when she started stabbing herself with the pencil and stuff, mm-hmm. though. And I, I like Andy was like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. And then it yeah. backed off. Because um, when she like rubbed it on her face, I was like, oh, my God, she's going to go blur out her face in the mirror. That's going to be fucked up. Yeah. And then, yeah. Like there's all these places I thought it was self. going yeah. and it didn't. So Andy wanted them to double down. Steve, yes. is it, do you have that same feeling or just. I definitely feel like the more interesting story is the story of the censorship mm-hmm. uh, of what she's seeing and how it's censoring in her brain. I thought that was a much more interesting story than like. What they ended up going with. What if her mom was the one that died and it was still turned on? Like her mom's the one with the password and the controls. Mm -hmm. And when she dies, that's just locked in. You know what I mean? And this is, by the way, the company was disbanded. Right. Yeah. She was like 11. So the mm -hmm. service wouldn't have been paid for for the tablet. Like nobody's running that server. I feel like. Right. They say it's banned in Europe and it's about to be. And by the the fall, presumably in the U.S. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the fall. That was when she was seven or eight. Mm -hmm. So by the time she's 15, the service for that tablet is not going to be on. But anyway, that's whatevs. (laughs) And how cool would that have been too? like just the degradation of the technology? You know what I mean? And how that might fuck with her. There's just so many places I thought it was going to go. But I like more that it's character centered. It's her mother's choices and mistakes that make ultimately push her child away from her Mm -hmm. and push her more towards danger. Your need to protect your child has not only made her hate you, but pushed her actually closer to danger. Mm Because at the end, she... 
hitchhikes with whom is without a doubt a pedophile towards Mad Max. You're like, you know, did you see that city? It was nothing but chain link and dirt. And it's like, okay. And it just looked like Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just modern day Pittsburgh. Um, so I like I like what they what they tried to do there. I understand what Andy's saying, and I, I agree on the one hand, but on the other, it's not about just the censorship. There's more to it. The mm-hmm. her mother's unwillingness to let her have privacy. To there's other aspects other than just that one mode of the tablet that they were cautioning against. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the same for reading your kid's diary or going through their bedroom drawers or you know, yeah, you, you're suspicious that they're smoking weed and you want to stop that, but you find the weed and ground them, they're just going to hide it better. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it doesn't help the child grow right. any better. And that's a perennial issue. Um, anyway, parental issue. Ooh. <laughs> so everything is taboo to Sarah and it kind of heightens things for her. And I love the scene as fucked up as it was when she finally gets the thing turned off the first the day, very <laughs> next day. He's like, all right, this is porn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was, that was, it was hilarious. That was probably my favorite part. <laughs> and I love that. He's like, uh, this is how you make babies too, but you got to do it different, which I, I guess it was anal that he was watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I just per- love how there's this, that one kid who's like, I have all this playlist of weird ass shit yeah. that I can't wait to show you. This is porn. This is an ISIS beheading yeah. video. Yeah. And that's how kids are, unfortunately, in this day and age of the internet. You know, the internet was new when Andy and I were growing up and that was, we still saw those videos. It took 110 <laughs> minutes to download one, but we watched it, you know, so, um, they still don't have better doctor's office toys in the future, though. I made note of that. It's still that shitty has beads on a stick <laughs> yeah. swirling around that we've been using since the 80s. Like, every time I take my son, I'm like, fuck, I played with that thing. It's get, the same one. There's it's nothing. You can't that's get where in. I carve my initials. <laughs> can't get an iPad or something. I thought the, the uh, and this is kind of a weird, nerdy thing to think of, but it, it struck me in this in this episode in particular was that how... In a weird way, technology almost regresses mm-hmm. as time goes on. Because in the beginning, we have this like there's a little chip in your brain. You pop yeah. it in, and it does all this crazy stuff with your optics and that. And then, like for a long time, you don't see anything else that resembles any sort of I advanced agree. technology until she's in high school, and they're like, "Oh, this is the projector. cool ass whiteboard." Well, their cell phones were like curved. But I have yeah. maybe it's just the Samsung and I don't have one. <laughs> it looked newish to me. That uh, her her desktop lap her desktop PC was like see through. It was just like a see through screen. I had one of those in the nineties. You <laughs> see the hard drive through the back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and the cars. Big black mirror. <laughs> he had like a big shitty van from 1988. Uh, but other than that, and yeah, like, like just the style, it like it almost went from being a high tech future thing in the beginning. And then it became like you can almost watch that and say it was like a 90s high school movie. Right. Mm-hmm. In, in a lot of the scenes. Yeah, for sure. Which is definitely interesting. But I thought it was kind I of think odd. that's good because they, they always do that. And it's a much cheaper for, to film. Than, yeah. And it grounds, grounds, it the, grounds the future yeah. in the now and right. gives like the danger of this technology, the immediacy that it actually has, because mm-hmm. we're probably they're probably designing prototype children GPSs as we speak. They're um, called phones. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very true. And, you know, they would save a lot of kidnapped children. But how many, you know, at what cost? And I think that's the, the uncomfortable question that Black Mirror asks, you know, mm-hmm. you got to let your kid, you know, get the shag on and do a little blow every once in a while or they're not going to grow up right. They're going to be weird. Nobody's going to want to hang out with them. That's what Charlie Brooker's trying to say. Parenting yeah. 101. Duh. <laughs> Give cocaine to your 15 year olds. That's what Charlie Brooker's saying. <laughs> but it's uh, definitely it's interesting. 
it's interesting how um, it's it's the technology is flawed in a way because, like you mentioned before, she gets that alert on her tablet anytime her cortisone levels go mm-hmm. up, and as you mentioned cortisol. before, cortisol, and that happens anytime you're happy or like under a lot of stress or if you There's get like good, there is good stress, right? Yeah, like if you have good stress, bad stress. So of course she's only going to get notifications for anything relatively bad. Yeah. So it, it's obvious. It's it's definitely going to have it's going to have the effect on the parent of like, oh my kids and danger all the fucking time because I only get notifications about them being in danger or in sticky situations that, you know, aren't necessarily like awful, but they might not be from a parent's point of view, the best thing for their parent to go th- or for their child to go through. But that's, you know, stuff like young people have to go through weird stuff and awkward things like that. Right. And you're going to get those notifications. And I thought that was kind of an interesting way to kind of show the flaws and technology like that. And I think the tech could work if, you know, if you put it like, in a thigh or something and then it dissolved within a time frame like it definitely should be illegal once they become an adult um i did wonder that too because well when they did the transition to this older girl that's what i thought was happening was like okay she's 18 now yeah I, and yeah i thought what, she was older now what and then she, she's only 15 no she is I know. <laughs> so she goes to the boyfriend tricks work which she's able there is oh that's another futuristic thing there was like a face search yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, feature which was also pretty weak charlie and uh <laughs> she finds the kid and where he works at this furniture store and it kind of implied to me because i thought she was going to threaten him like you're a cocaine dealer and I'm going to tell everybody, you know, you're a what dealer, a cocaine, (laughs) (laughs) the cocaine, C apostrophe C cocaine. But no, she said she's only 15 and showed the sex portion, which terrified him, implying that he was 18, which I didn't. Yeah, I thought that was really weird, too, because like, didn't they go to school? Why would he be scared? He could have been like, I'm 15, too, lady. (laughs) It was awesome. What do you want me to say? You know what I mean? Like, but he was like, well, I, I thought, I thought, I mean, they didn't, ex- I, they never explicitly said his age, but I took it that he was at least two to three years older than her. Apparently. Because even when I didn't when get she, that when they were old. I guess he was pretty he much was, older looking when they were children. Yeah. He was taller and definitely older looking than the little girl they had playing her when she was, I guess that's elementary school. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I took it that he was old enough to be considered, he could be put up for statutory. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's the kind of look on his rate. face. That's what I got. Like, oh, yeah. Which he should have been a little more careful. But they set that up too because as a kid, which is kind of good, you know, for with the amount of time they spent with the old trick, he's got the creepy black man. He seems like a nice enough lad, other than his cocaine salesmanship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but and like he said earlier, when my dad sees his busted lip, he's going to bust it again, as though he was kind of abused, mm-hmm. uh, kind of very much abused. And he talks about getting. So then he's the one that grew up to be a cocaine dealer and stuff. And he, he wants said to he was, move out. Yeah, because he wants oh. to move out because that's why he's selling the cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I think they did some pretty good job there with that character. Like he's got a, mm-hmm. um, a different kind of spectrum, like a, a parent who's very much just a bad parent and doesn't care about mm-hmm. their welfare and what can happen. But he was almost more well rounded than Sarah. You know what I mean? Like, look, I like to bang, uh, sell a little <laughs> cocaine, but I'm a good guy, you know? Um, you're not going to have the weird scene. I don't know how it struck you guys. It struck me as very comedic in a, in a moment that was supposed to not be when she first turns the tablet back on when she finds out her daughter has lied to her. And they've had like a pretty stable relationship in the intervening years. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she turns it on, her daughter's getting banged by trick, yeah. not only getting having sex, but like just vulgar <laughs> porn sex. Like, Fuck me. And I yeah, was like, yeah. I the awkwardness of it made me laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I love that, that they addressed it afterward. Like, and it, it endeared me to Trick's character because mm-hmm. they, they didn't want to make him like your standard asshole boyfriend. 
Yeah. Basically making the mom wrong. In effect, he was like, you don't have to say that for me. Like mm-hmm. if you're doing that for you, that's cool. <laughs> but just making sure, you know, and that's a call back to when he showed her the porn. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Back to that porn. That's the only one you watched, right? Yeah. <laughs> she remembered that for later. <laughs> you never revisited that. Um, I don't know, but that just made it really, because her mom was like, oh God. And you can see her in the background like, fuck me. I'm just like, that is the worst version that they invented for her to stumble into. You know what I mean? Just like what gangbang scenario. Like, oh yeah. my God, there's so many men. What is she doing? <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys, that's how I, I mean, I, my mind went and I hated myself for it, but my mind went there the second that you see that with the little girl where it's like, oh, you, and you can see what happens with her. My mind immediately went to, she's going to grow up and her mom's going to see her having sex. Like, I went there immediately. Which is something a parent shouldn't have to see. Like that's wrong right. to pry to that level into your child's life. And I, I like that they had the balls to go there. Mm-hmm. Like this is the kind of shit that if you want to be this involved, you really want this. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to have POV snorting the line shots, you know, uh, <laughs> which was interesting. Yeah, I, 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 I it would have been cool to see like, you know, her pupils dilated or something because she did cocaine. And so like the screen got a little bit brighter or something. I don't know. Just I, I, I was pretty lame, though, seen... when the tablet was like narcotic alert. <laughs> <laughs> when, well, when it said heart rate increase, I was like, no shit. Right. She's doing <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> narcotic alert. Uh Oh, ding, ding. Um, and she drugs her daughter. So that was pretty cool because I didn't get that she had been notified because we hear the notification sound mm-hmm. and we find out later that she had been notified that her daughter was pregnant. And then just that strawberry banana smoothie that she gets every morning with a little probiotics added a uh, emergency contraception. So like a morning after pill. And that's when she flips her shit and realizes everything. Um, I got a little lost there because when they showed um, what was apparently the mom go to the pharmacy. I thought it was her. I thought it was her too. I thought it was Sarah. So when she's sitting there all fucked up at school, I'm like, what did she take? And I thought that it was (laughs) going to be some sort of reveal. And then she's acting like. When she's even when she's still in the nurse, I was like, she's really hamming it up that she doesn't know what she right. took. And, you know, I took me a while to catch you up. You saw the yeah. mom crush it up with a knife and dump it in the smoothie, though. Assumed that well, was her probiotic. I, oh. I, I knew that. Like, so I know what shot Andy's talking about when she gets out of the car and walks yeah. into the, the drugstore. Mm-hmm. I thought that was Sarah as well, because Sarah has a very distinct coat mm-hmm. and gait to her walk. And you only really see her from but behind. But she doesn't drive. Well, I mean. She's only 15, I mean, Steve. Do we see drive? I, I just saw. A she's girl also snorting coke in the back of a... van. She can do whatever she wants, man. <laughs> I, it was cut weird because she's look. She sees that her daughter is saddened by what she's forced the boyfriend to do. You know what I mean? She's like looking at the POV of the texts where she's miserable and she won't eat dinner. Where are you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. That was awful. And then so it was cut like her mother was having like a come to Jesus moment. Like this is wrong. But no, I'm just going to actually make it worse and drug my daughter. Um, so, yeah, that was weird, but I'd never thought it was her. But that's fine. You guys are just dumb. Um, Do morning after pills work several days later? Is that a thing? I well, it is know. the future. Yeah, <laughs> they're much more effective in the future. <laughs> that that also, in a way, is like super fucked up because um, what's the mother's name? Is it Mary? I, Mary? Did they ever say that? I didn't know. I th- said it in the uh, synopsis. Uh, Mary or Subtitles Marie. definitely had Mary on there. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of fucked up when you think about it because Mary as a character will do anything she can to protect her child but yet she essentially 
depending on how you think about things politically, uh, in a way, she is taking Kills her child from her from her daughter, uh, which is kind yeah. of like a messed up thing to think about. Like, well, it's definitely messed up to make that decision for, for your daughter. Yeah, absolutely. Did yeah. you get the impression that she was actually pregnant? I thought that was just a paranoid mom thing. No, I got the impression that that was the notification noise on the tablet was mm-hmm. it like told her that she is by like it was a pregnancy notification. So it was a hundred percent pregnant for sure. Yeah. And then she killed the baby because that's what the nurse was like. This Super will work. Miss that. I don't. I get that that you're saying, Steve. But I, I kind of agree with the mom there. Like as a parent, if I had a 15 year old daughter, oh well, yeah, for sure, I would not support raising a tricks child. <laughs> right. Right. But it, it is kind of like a. But like, for sure, in terms of like thematically yeah. for that character, it's kind of a weird thing. Like that's the how far she's willing to go in a way to protect her child is yeah. to kind of take another child yeah. from kill another children yeah from her so where does the children killing stop yeah <laughs> <laughs> she goes on a murderous rampage so sarah once she's that angry with her mother confronts her tries to wrestle the tablet from her that she could have easily just taken earlier when she discovered it i was kind of weirded out she didn't destroy it yeah uh then uses her mother's face to destroy it yeah uh, and because she's blurred out by the filter she turned on when the wrestling is able to really beat the fuck out of her uh, and then takes off for uh, Mad Max Fury Roadland with a uh, pedophile truck driver. See now, the filter turned off and therefore she's able to beat the hell out of her mom. Like, that doesn't track for me. It's like, she knows what she's doing. No, it wasn't like she was family. unaware, but it worked for me. Like, that you're a little bit clouded from the consequences and therefore able to do more than you otherwise would, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because she didn't I, have any audio or anything. Mm-hmm. So she's just angry, hitting blob. You know, I don't. It's for me, and I, and I said out loud when we were watching. I said, like, "Well, that escalated quickly." It did, I just yeah. did yeah. not. It's like nothing in that character, in what we've seen of this character so far, led me to believe that she would beat her mom within an inch of her life with a fucking iPad. Well, she was on. I'm just saying, she's probably can, on a bunch of cocaine. If you if you can get beat up within an inch of your life with an iPad, you kind of have it coming. Just, <laughs> for sure. That's where we're weeding out the week. Yeah. So, okay, I, I'm ready to move into our uh, chocolate pudding uh, throwback segment name to our str- Stranger Things days. If you guys don't have anything else to say. <laughs> I'm so excited. I started stuttering. What, what was the, where are you? Because you said we would. Oh, I fucking hated the texting. Because it was clearly an old person's Charlie Brooker's attempt to text like a teenager, <laughs> but it was like she's not stupid. Like that's not what we did or do. Like, yeah, were you capital U? <laughs> you ignoring me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I know that adults, like old ass people, think WTF, younger people yo. text that way. <laughs> it's just not the case. Like stupid people text that way. I'm yeah. sorry if I'm offending you. There's like. <laughs> I only use letters. Why you offend? I've always been. <laughs> Damn it, Steve. I can't top that. Moving on. I found a chocolate pudding. Chocolate pudding is the segment where we enumerate our top three favorite uh, moments, favorite moments of whatever we're talking about, which would this in this case be Archangel. So my number three, I'll just start it off, is the ending sequence where she beats the shit out of her blob mom. Uh, as believable as it may or may not be, it works as great symbolism uh, because her mother, this is the consequences, you know, your fucking, your face is wrecked. Yeah. I just picture Chris Tucker climbing over and you got knocked the fuck out. And then, and then she loses her daughter <laughs> off to more dangers. She's going to the big city to presumably to drop out of high school and sell cocaine with trick. 
So that's awful. Um, so in a symbolism way, it worked a lot. And it wasn't out of the realm of possibility. Do you remember being a teenager and your hormones and how much you cared about things like that? And like to discover that your mother had been in your brain unbeknownst to you and had witnessed you having sex and snorting narcotics and God knows what else. And all the conversations that you have with your friends that are just awful, like just the things we talked about because we don't know anything yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dude, your mom's hot. I just want to blow her. Dude, you can't blow my mom. That's for dudes, you know. I'm like, <laughs> imagine your parents just listening to that and yeah. like how mortified you'd be. It's like I could see her just like completely flipping her shit over that for sure. Um, so that totally worked for me. That's my number three. Andy, what was your number three? Uh, let's see. My number three would probably have to be um, when. Uh, the mom confronts Trick at the uh, furniture store. Oh, that's okay. a good one. Um, I thought that Trick was probably the best actor in this whole series or whole episode, um, mm-hmm. which is surprising. He didn't have nearly as much screen time as anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a tie between him and three-year-old version of Sarah because that little girl was an excellent child actress. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought that the... Uh, She's uh, baby Holly status. as uh confusing as it was when the mom threatened him with um underage porn uh i thought that underage porn (laughs) i thought you're being charged with underage porn (laughs) it would have been a plot twist if the mother went to prison for having that video (laughs) um i thought that uh it was just really well acted and uh i thought that um it was just effectively shot um like these uh hard closes wides uh the tracking shot when she's storming into the place. I uh, just thought it was well done. Steve, right. what's your number three? Uh, my number three is Grandpa Steve Bannon dying, or his little heart attack, or whatever. He yeah, had. he didn't die then, but yeah, it was, um, he was on his way down. Yeah, it, it, it was a, it was a really cool scene because uh, I, I thought it was effective how they set that character up. How he's the one that's like, ah, oh, I just let the kids do whatever they want. Uh, they gotta they gotta fuck up. This weird technology is weird, and it was kind of it added to the stakes where like this really nice grandpa that clearly cares about his family, it might die almost directly because of the technology that he's was criticizing earlier. And it was just kind of a really eerie scene to see him getting blocked out. And you know what's happening. The little girl kind of just staring at him, not understanding what's What's, happening. What's wrong with blob? (laughs) (laughs) Why blob not get up? I need to text someone blob down. (laughs) (laughs) That's my number three. What about you? Um, um, I already said my number three. My number oh, two. Two. Ugh. Sorry, you threw me the way off. I lost my numbers. <laughs> Number, numbers is hard. Really? <laughs> uh, my number two is the, this is porn. If you want to have a baby, you got to do it different. And here's an ISIS beheading and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the, the hard cut to that sequence and how quickly he's like, well, you got a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> okay. Um, that, I just thought that was hilarious. It didn't really fit the tone, perhaps, but... I enjoyed the moment so much that it made my number two, Andrew. Uh, that's also my number two uh, for all the reasons you said. It was just really funny. And uh, I, I have the same thought when uh, she was walking to school. I was like, oh, my God, there's so much stuff that she hasn't been introduced to. And yeah. then that happened. I was like, yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Steve? Um, mine is not the very last scene, but the scene towards the end where um, Mary has been gotten beat to shit with an iPad and she stumbles outside and she's all bloody and it mirrors the exact scene when uh, 
her daughter goes missing, Sarah, oh. in the very beginning of the swing set. The way it was shot. The way yeah. it was shot. She's running around like, Sarah, Sarah, and it's doing like... It was like a shoulder cam. Shoulder cam, like really like whipping around her face, and it, it's very dramatic. And honestly, that shot, when they when they mirrored the two at the end and kind of tied it together with that nice little bow, that's a shot that made me really think like, okay, this episode ain't too bad. Because I honestly was not feeling the episode at all, and then when they tied it together, I'm like, okay, I like that a lot. That was yeah, neat. That, I like, that was nicely done. I had already said that, but you made me realize how much visually that was constructed to you know it all started out of fear of losing her child when Mm -hmm. she almost loses her and then that fear is what causes her to lose her child yeah nice i see i just bumped it up a few notches i thought that if they ended it there like she's just she's gone boom and that was the end I, I think that would have been the perfect way to go. I, I didn't really like a little the, much with the Mad Max off to the big yeah. city. Hey, little lady, you want to ride on my <laughs> mysterious truck? <laughs> Which is shockingly clean. They show given how dirty this bridge looks. Yeah. 15 year old girl chasing a cat still. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number one is when Sarah goes missing as a child. Uh, again, that just struck me so off balance emotionally to imagine, uh, moments I can recall of just not being able to find Mason for, I don't know, 20 seconds and how terrifying. Cause I have acres of land, uh, and kind of rural ish Northern Kentucky area for listeners who don't know. I live in the Cincinnati area. And so what's your when, address <laughs> when he goes outside, you know, it's, you can get not too far, but sometimes I'm like, Mason, where you at dude? And he's hiding behind a tree or something giggling, you know, it's quite scary for a moment or two. So it's just, struck me like fuck no and again the way it was shot with the shoulder cam um kind of following like reminded me of like moonlight for a moment mm. um oh just very well done and uh, very evocative so good job black mirror andy you're number one uh my number one is when um after sarah has uh is unable to see the video that all the kids at school are talking about and then is unable to hear uh, trick as he's explaining what's in the video and like even his hand gestures hand gestures are being blocked out um, when she then goes home and is drawing a dead body and that starts that gets blurred out like the pencil shitty pencil drawing blood gets blurred out and then she's like she starts testing the limits and kind of freaking out and like starts stabbing herself in the hand and uh, that her blood dripping out of her fingers starts getting blurred and she's rubbing on her face just the uh the consequences of the technology and the places I thought it could go in that moment, I thought was the most effective, like black mirror moment for me for this episode that like really was like, Oh shit, there's, this could get insane. Um, it didn't go the way I thought it would, like I've said several times, but just that scene in a, in a vacuum was phenomenal. Awesome. Steve. Uh, my number one is the, this is porn scene. <laughs> <laughs> Just Pretty really funny. funny. Yeah. yeah. Should have been a comedy. Right. I would I would watch a whole 90-minute feature about that kid just being like, then this is the other <laughs> awesome thing you can see on the internet. <laughs> so far, I kind of would say Black Mirror Season 4 uh, starting out to be, you know, kind of up to par. Very excellent. Not bad. Still love Black Mirror. Maybe the worst season so far. Mm. In the fact, in the sense that the first two are both just middling episodes, and usually by now I'm like, fuck, I don't know what to do with my life anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Steve, yeah. what do you think? I, I haven't seen all the seasons, so I I can't put an opinion. You just forward. agree, then? Just agree? I I I completely agree. Fuck, <laughs> fuck this season. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, I'm not going there, but I'm still off. You know, I'm high off San Junipero, and it you know it's yeah. ten million merits. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah. Okay. I guess that about wraps up our Archangel discussion. Again, please email streamingthingspod at gmail.com with any of your feedback. Take the time to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so that others can find us. We do giveaways and cash prizes for time to time for those that review us. And anybody who has reviewed us is retroactively eligible to win. So keep that in mind for the next contest. That's about all we've got for this go around. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. And this has been Streaming Things Binge Nerd. Binge Nerd. Binge Nerd. Binge Nerd. I'm tired. I'm tired. I need to make an espresso. I made coffee. I have such a caffeine addiction that regular coffee makes me tired if it doesn't have espresso in it. It's like, oh, warm drink. That's cute. Mm. Could go for espresso. I think we should have some after this one. All right. And the next one will be like, dude, three's better. I don't know why, but three's fucking intense. (laughs) (laughs) was fucking racing. (laughs) Are you sweating? I'm sweating. (laughs) Black Mirror's so fucking good. I'm so fucking ready.